What's up, Black Girls in Media? It's your co-host, Shelby Denise Smith, here with Saray Ashari, editorial coordinator of CNN Underscore. We are so excited about this episode, talking about entry-level roles, landing a job, and just what experience do you need and what do you need to do to secure the bag post-grad? Thank you for being here. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. This is so oh, exciting. <laughs> anytime, sis. So we can start by allowing you to introduce yourself. So tell me a little bit about your background, um, experience you had in college, and even what college you attended. Sure. Okay, so background on myself. Uh, let's see. Born in Boston, moved to Atlanta when I was in elementary school, and <laughs> lived in Atlanta all throughout until my undergrad. I went to Georgia State University, go Panthers. <laughs> I majored, majored in English and minored in journalism and got my bachelor's in English. Um, and from there, I went and got my master's from Syracuse University. Go <laughs> SU. Um, yeah, and I went to the Newhouse program. So I was in the Newhouse School for Public Communications, where I concentrated my studies were in magazine newspaper and online journalism so some background myself yeah awesome can you give us a little bit of information about what you do now at cnn underscore yes so i work on the e-commerce side of cnn so cnn underscore if you haven't heard it we're fairly new but i am their editorial coordinator so my roles consists of, it's a little bit of everything. So sometimes I'm building articles into our CMS system. Sometimes I'm listening to um, notes from our SEO team. Sometimes I'm listening to notes from our business team. And also a part of my duties, I work with the fashion team. And I also work with, well, not necessarily fashion, but I write fashion, a lot of fashion and beauty content. And I work with the social team. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. So coming up with cool content and kind of just learning. I'm not a big social connoisseur. I feel like I'm not, but I've learned so much from them. So that's been a great experience. But it's just really a little bit of everything. Anything that the section editors need, whether it's writing, editing, making a change, that's where we come in. Um, there's me and then there's another editorial coordinator on the team who is equally amazing. So it's never a dull day <laughs> at Underscore. It, but it's a lot of fun. I love that. And this is your first job post-grad, second? No. So post, okay. So take it back so undergrad I had a couple of jobs so undergrad I worked for the CDC which is a random fun fact but I was in their communications department right out of undergrad fashion and beauty has always been my background but at the time I was like I needed a job so CDC was hiring I saw it on Georgia State's career board and I applied and it was great and I worked there for two years and then from there, after Syracuse, I was briefly at Pop Sugar as an assistant beauty editor. Okay. Yep. And then from there, I did some freelance work for Harlem's Fashion Row, which was an amazing experience. Brandis Daniel took me under her wing. And wow. then from there, I transitioned into CNN Underscore. So it's not really a conventional background. It's a lot of here and there, but it's been a fun experience throughout. I love that. You're just well-versed in everything. <laughs> 
So how did you end up getting those opportunities at Pop Sugar? Um, well, you talked about the CDC, but the other opportunities you had, what was kind of your process to securing them? Was it a specific network? Did you just apply? How did mm -hmm. you land those roles? So a little bit of both. Um, the first two, Pop Sugar and Harlem's Fashion World, was actually a beautiful work called networking. <laughs> networking, making connections, putting yourself out there. Pop Sugar, there was a former SU grad. And my program, we went on a summer tour. We went to New York City. Everybody was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And we went to a lot of different media outlets. And Pop Sugar was one of them. And at one point, um, one of the guys that was in the room asked, is anybody interested in having a beauty role or interested in working on a beauty team? And automatically, I raised my hand. And I jumped on the opportunity. I was like, when do I need to send my application? Literally that night when I got back to my Airbnb where I was staying at the time, everything, application, email, follow-up email, wow. all in one swoop. I was not wasting time because I was very close to ending my program. And I was in between, you know, moving to New York or going back to Atlanta. And I just did not think that Atlanta is where God wanted me at the moment. I really felt like New York City was where I was supposed to be. So I was pushing really hard for New York City. And eventually I did get a job at Pop Sugar. So that's how I ended up there. Harlem's Fashion Row, uh, which was interesting. Harlem's Fashion Row, originally I started doing some freelance work right before Pop Sugar, only for a brief moment in the summer. And then I jumped right back into the role after. But that happened because I was taking a fashion advertisement class. And my professor at the time, Mary Anderson, who was around the same age as me, ended up being friends and finding out that we have a lot in common. <laughs> a lot of our paths have crossed <laughs> in years back and we didn't even realize it. But I was looking for internships and she sent me a link and said, you should apply. So I applied to Harlem's Fashion Row, had the whole interview and I did not think I nailed it. I thought Brandis did not like me. And then maybe a day or two later, her assistant Alana emailed me and said, hey, Brandis wants to speak to you on the phone. And I'm thinking to myself, oh God, like I found out I didn't get it already. Like I don't want to be reminded that I didn't get the role. And she calls me to tell me I was very impressed by you. And I'm thinking to myself, really? Wow, that's great. Okay. <laughs> and she said, however, you're in grad school and I need you to find a job. And um, Harlan's fashion role was more, you can do the internship in exchange for a college credit. And she said, however, if you're willing to work with me, I can give you some projects and in exchange, I can help you find a job. So I was like, yeah, I was such a fan of, I've been a fan of Harlem Sashmo for a while. And I was very impressed and motivated by Brandis Daniel and her story and how motivating she is. So I couldn't pass up on that opportunity. Um, but from there, did some freelancing with her and met amazing people through that internship alone. And um, so even when I transitioned to Pop Sugar, when I decided, you know, my time there is done, I called Brandis. Hey, I'm open if you need me. Oh, fantastic. Let's start now. I'm trying to open this. I'm starting to start the site right before Fashion Week. And I just hopped right into it and just started working with her. So it really all goes back to networking, putting yourself out there. Um, and just just having conversations, having open conversations. Um, oh, and one thing that I did not add 
the other reason why Brandis called me was because Mary, going back to Mary, saw Brandis at an event and went up to her and was like, I have this amazing student and started talking about me. And she was just like, I keep hearing your name. <laughs> I met you, I hear your name. So even that being said, having people speak on your behalf, whether you're looking across, above, what have you, when you are someone who works hard and has a positive spirit and are determined, you'll, you never know who's watching you. Mm -hmm. So all that to say, here I am. <laughs> yeah, and that's a word all in itself. Like just make sure you're doing your best wherever you are because you never know who's watching. You never know who's mm -hmm. gonna be your referral or your recommendation. So I love that. <laughs> and for the individuals, because I know we've only been on this podcast, what, like eight minutes, seven minutes? <laughs> uh, I know people are already inspired, ready to hit the ground running. Where do you suggest finding these networks and connects? Post-grad, because you talked about how in graduate school, um, you were able to find them through your classes and professors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So in particular for CNN, I found it on LinkedIn. Actually, mm -hmm. I knew absolutely anyone. No one referred me. And I literally applied when I saw the application. First, I read it over and was like, oh, I can do this. This, this all screams me. <laughs> they need me on their team. And I want to be on their team because it sounded new and it sounded like something I could grow with. Mm. So I applied and literally, <laughs> I'm not sure if he opened it. My, my current boss, I messaged him on LinkedIn after I sent the application saying, hey, and maybe he read it, maybe he didn't, but he did view my profile on LinkedIn. I did reach out to a family friend of mine who works in CNN Atlanta, was just like, hey, can I add your name to my application? Again, all these things, I'm not sure if that's something aside from your resume, of course, that guided it. But all that to say, even if you don't know anyone, if no one referred you, follow up. Don't just submit the application find that person's name, find whoever's in HR, send them an email, a dry email. Hey, my name is so-and-so. Introduce yourself. I graduated from X, Y, and Z. I'm currently doing this. Here are some clips. So by the time they want to ask you questions, all of those things are already answered. You're going to get a lot of no's when you apply, but there's someone that's going to say yes to you, especially when you are determined and you're consistently working where they're seeing, okay, maybe she's a freelancer, but she has so many clips, or maybe she's transitioning from one job to another, but this is why, because of either she wants more pay or she's not treated equally in her job position, whatever the case may be, you have to follow up. You have to, you have to search, you have to look, you can't be afraid. Even if the application, I've done this before, I, um, it did, hasn't worked for me, <laughs> but I did get feedback and I've had friends that have tried this and it works where you just send a cold email all together. If it's not online, there's a job that you're interested in or a company that you love introducing yourself. Even if it's not necessarily, hey, hire me, it's, hey, I'm inspired by you. I'd love to do coffee with you and be genuine. You know what I mean? Don't just talk to the person because you wanna get the job and then you don't talk to them anymore. Be genuine, build your network, get to know these people because when a job does open up, they're going to remember you. They may reach out to you. I've received emails way after I got my job at CNN and was, hey, do you, are, you, are you still in need of a job or are you okay? Or let's do coffee and really genuine people. And you'll be able to sift out who's genuine and who is not genuine. 
And those are the people that you build your networks with. And especially being black in media and a black woman in media, you start to see the same people <laughs> over and over <laughs> and they become your friends. So definitely doing that check LinkedIn. Indeed. Those are my top two hits. Um, there's another website called ED 2010. Um, I looked on there as well. If you're looking for editorial roles and internships and media bistro was also very helpful. Girl, you are dropping the gems. <laughs> if you guys did not pick up on those resources, rewind it back yes, and make yes. sure you get that information. 100%. So it kind of seems like you're solidified and you're going to be moving forward in your career. Where did you find or discover your passion for fashion? Oh, I love telling this story. <laughs> oh my God. Because if you knew me, in high school or even my freshman sophomore year you would have never thought fashion i was just you know i put on whatever and i went to class and i loved english i loved journalism but at the time i thought i was going to be a hard news reporter mm. and i studied abroad i went to turkey my junior year and something about turkey when i went out there i was so and my topic at the time to give a backstory everybody had to pick a topic and by the end of the program we had to have a video and write paper and everything and mine was on the freedom of expression mm. and even though it wasn't necessarily when I turned in the paper it wasn't about fashion but fashion was the main thing that caught my eye I just really did not know how to tell that part of the story at the time but even I was seeing ads and it's women dressed in athletic wear, but it's conservative athletic wear. And even you saw women that were completely clothed. And for someone coming from the Western hemisphere, that sounds, that looks wild. You're looking like, oh my God, like, can she see when she's walking? But there's so there's a story behind what exactly she's wearing, why she's wearing that religious beliefs or what have you. There's a reason behind. And I started to realize that um, even the modern, what is considered the modern woman, woman in Turkey, they're still somewhat wearing conservative fashion, but it all tells a story on who they are and how they feel as a person. You can easily tell someone's personality based on what they wear mm -hmm. um, or how they feel today. Do they feel professional? Are they feeling themselves or are they going to an interview? Are they trying to give a persona of success? Are they trying to be respected? You can see that all throughout clothing alone. And I noticed that when I went to Turkey and I was just like, this fashion stuff is very interesting. <laughs> so when I got back to Atlanta, I, was, I applied for this hard news position. I didn't get it. And I was like, well, I was already thinking maybe hard news is not the route for me. And I reached out to a friend who had, at the time, she had a indie blog called Pyramid Atlanta. Shout out to Asia Thomas. Um, she had her blog and I hit her up and was like, hey, I have nothing to do. What do you need? And I'm thinking, oh, she's going to ask me to do something like lifestyle or something. She was like, you know, we need a fashion writer. I'm thinking to myself, fashion? Why my fashion keep finding me? Okay, sure, whatever. And I started to just have a notepad and started walking around and I would see a boutique and I'd walk in and go, Hey, would you mind if I speak to you about your boutique? How did this get started? And I started to build a fascination from there with people who are up and coming in the fashion industry, whether they're starting a clothing line or a boutique or were buyers. And I loved hearing their story because the starting stage is where you really 
feel and you really hear the passion. And that's what guided me to. And after that, I got an internship with a magazine in Atlanta called Control with a K, Control Magazine. And I was there for a couple of months and I started writing at fashion shows and got a chance to talk to really cool people. And it was a really great experience. And from there, I was just like, oh, I love this world. I love hearing about people. It's not just superficial that some people may make it seem that it's very, oh, it's always vogue and mm -hmm. it's not inclusive to everyone. And that, that is true. There are some things in the fashion world that do need to be changed and altered. However, it is still a very welcoming world and there's so many pieces to it and it's regional and it's statewide and it's countrywide and it's worldwide and everybody has a different story and you can find your puzzle piece and how you fit in and or not even fit in how you stand out as a journalist or as um as someone who just loves wearing really cool clothes and blogging about it what if you have a fantastic instagram all those things represent you so that is what guided me to loving this world that I am now obsessed with. <laughs> I absolutely love that story. It just seems so divine and how, even how you said it found you, how fashion found you. So that can even be a word of advice to all of those who are searching and think they're going to go one route. Um, but kind of look at the things that are finding you. Where do you keep getting locked into? Now, if you don't like those things, then definitely don't want to stay there. But you started to develop a passion and a desire to be there. Love yeah. that story. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about the application process in regards to your materials? You said you followed up. Um, how did your resume look? Kind of what was in your portfolio? Did you have those pieces from when you first started? Or was it just recent things that you did or the more popular brands that you were representing? How did you kind of display yourself within the application process? Yes. So first things first was my resume. Uh, thanks to gra my grad program, I started to understand a little bit more about Photoshop in particular. So I went in and created my own resume based on Photoshop. Very simple. It was just a subtle pop of color just for me, um, just in particular because I'm in fashion. So I wanted something that was still organized, but still had a pop that represented me in some way. Of course, if you're a little bit more into hard news, maybe you want to keep it a little bit more traditional. You don't want the extra pop. You want to keep it simple. But I went, I con um, constructed my resume based on just examples, asked my friends to send me over their resumes and created my own based on examples and feedback from friends and even professors. I'll send them over to old professors and be like, what do you think? And they say, oh, you're missing this, or this needs to be moved to the top if I was looking for hire. So that's what I started to do. Clips, one thing is for sure, do not discredit even your blog clips, I learned. If you've written for Essence or Teen Vogue, whatever, those are great. And I would definitely, if you have your online portfolio and create it in PDF form, definitely have those at the top. However, have all of those blogs because that also shows that you're consistently writing, even if it's a medium.com, even if it's your own.com, whatever the case may be, include if it's geared towards what you're applying for. For example, if you're applying for beauty, you might want more beauty clips in your portfolio. If you're applying for more fashion, I don't admit a little of the beauty, have more fashion, whatever the case, whatever entertainment, whatever it is, kind of gear in that direction. If you only have clips and fashion and you're just transitioning over to entertainment, 
then say that in your cover letter. Hey, I know I have fashion. However, I really love entertainment because X, Y, and Z. And I feel like I can transition, even find a bridge and bridge the gap between those things. Don't be afraid to change it up if you decide that you want to change it up. So that's what I did. I had my clips. I kept my clips for, I had the most recent. So I would send about a good solid five that I had in the past couple of months. I wouldn't send anything from undergrad, not even anything from last year, something very, very recent. I also to show that I can do other things. I show my YouTube channel or mention something in my cover letter about, oh, I'm working on a social media plan for my own personal social. They, I mean, jobs love to see, even if you have a podcast, anything like that, jobs love to see, okay, she's more than just a writer. So if we need her for anything else, she also has knowledge of those things. So that's what I love to add. I love hyperlinks. I add it for the PDF form. I have um, a hyperlink for my email. I have a hyperlink for my YouTube. Those things that you can just quickly click on and it's there. Of course, if it's printable, it's not there, but that's something you can talk about if you have the opportunity to get into the interview process of applying and those type of things. So that is definitely what I did and it was effective. And I just made sure every time I applied, I had my cover letter starting with in the beginning, it was what school and the center, it expanded a little bit on what my resume is trying to tell you. Um, I interned for here and I worked for here and this is why, and this is the skills I built. And then the last paragraph was like, I call that my hard hitter of why I am applying, why you need me and why I would benefit from this job as well. So kind of saying to all this to say, this is why you would be crazy not to hire me because I think I'm awesome. I think you're awesome. And together we can be absolutely amazing. So <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> so that's what I did. Girl, this was so edifying. I'm sure every viewer slash listener is going to get the tools and resources that they need to land that job. Yes. Girl, you just gave all the gems. <laughs> Um, to close out, if you had one word of advice for anybody up and coming, in school, transitioning, what would you give them, especially as a woman who's at CNN, editorial coordinator, got her own thing going on, and they look up to you essentially? What is a word of advice that you would give? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Keep going. Imposter syndrome is real. Be confident in yourself. Be confident in your craft. Don't let anyone or anything prevent you from believing in yourself because there's a lot of things, especially in the media industry, that will bring us down. Um, especially being a Black woman in the industry, there's not a lot of us. And there are times you'll go into a newsroom and you don't see a lot of people that look like you. And sometimes that can make the day hard. However, you have to believe in yourself. You have to, if that means you got to look in the mirror and speak to yourself, write things out. When you're getting a lot of no's, still remember you're more than a conqueror. You have, to, you have to understand that you're in this position for a reason. And so you have to keep pushing, keep applying. Don't let that stop you. Don't think you're not good, good enough than the next person. Believe me, you have the same skills as me and any other woman in an editorial role and above, and you will get there as well and connect with other black women in media of course contact 
email. I mean, just even if that means coffee, do those things because that is your sisterhood in a sense. When you feel lonely, those are the people that you can contact and say, hey, I just want to vent about something. Or I just want to hear your opinions. How do you feel X, Y, and Z? Because I've experienced being in roles where I was the only Black woman. Thankfully, at CNN, I've seen more people of color. So it's been a fantastic experience. But I've also experienced feeling very lonely in spaces and feeling like I'm the only one and I have no one to talk to. So it's very important to build that network. Whether it's your friends, don't discredit your friends who are also in the industry who are in the same level as you. Because when they go up, they're going to want to bring you up with them. You cannot forget those people. And... Those, those are the people as well that when you look back, you're going to laugh and be like, I remember when we were all sitting in class or applying at the cafe and we're all broke and we don't know what to do. And now we're here and we're going to bring up the next group of girls that are coming up with us. So definitely 100% believe in yourself, build that network. You can That's do it. Awesome. Awesome. It was <laughs> such an honor to interview you. Uh, we were even talking pre-show about how we met through a conference. Yep. And she actually edited my article in college um, of a publication that my roommate was an editor-in-chief of. And mm -hmm. I didn't even write then. That was like one of the first articles that I ever wrote. She was low on people <laughs> and ideas. So she was like, Shelby, can you write this real quick? And from that, article, guys. it was fantastic. <laughs> Believe me, I still remember that article. <laughs> and that article is actually where I started to develop my love for media um, because I was in the business and sales background. But once mm -hmm. I started writing, once I started connecting with other people in the media industry, I was like, oh, I actually like this media thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, I yeah. Amazing. I connections. We love it. Um, thank you so much again. How can people stay in contact with you? Yes. So my Instagram handle is the Saray Ashari. So T-H-E-S is in Sam, A-R-A-I-A-S-H-A-R-I. And that is also on Twitter. I follow back. If you want to DM me like, hey, I heard you. Like, oh yeah. And I'll follow. If I don't follow, please hit me up because I'm probably off into space somewhere. <laughs> so I will follow you back. Please make sure my email is on my Instagram. Email me if you have any other questions. I love to answer questions. So don't hesitate to contact me and reach out. Awesome. Thank you again. Remember to follow Black Girls in Media and Black Girls in Media, the podcast. We have so much more content to help you get set in the media industry. Thank you again. Thank you. See you later, guys.